Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, it um, it makes me happy to say these words. The Braves are the National League uh, <laughs> champions. A uh, World Series preview is in the card, so I welcome in Chris Domino, the host of the Domino and Cellini program, and the award-winning Braves pre-game show. Chris Domino, it's been a while since oh. we've been able to do a World Series preview, 22 years. Again, it feels good to say those words. Tell the truth. Uh, how old were you back then? I was 22 years old So you were time. no longer underage, which was a really good thing. <laughs> uh, you were able to celebrate as an adult. Unfortunately, in 99, we didn't celebrate much other than the fact that the Braves were there. Hopefully we flip the script, and it, it is the not only happy to be here, but it's the big celebration that comes afterwards. So here's the thing, right, about 99, and, mm-hmm. and this is where we all got spoiled. That was the Braves' fifth mm-hmm. World Series appearance of the decade, which say that to anybody who didn't experience something like that, it just seems obscene to make that many World Series. And that 99 team in particular, for those who don't remember, there's some similarities a little bit. They were really banged up. They had no Andres Galarraga, who was going through cancer treatment. They had no Javi Lopez, who tore his ACL. They were playing Gerald Williams leading off in left field. Brian Jordan was sort of a broken-down version of himself at the end. Um, yet they made their way through the National League, and they went on the World's, uh, They went on the uh, NLCS Game 6 to walk to Andrew Jones, Chris. Um, I don't know that we had huge expectations going into that World Series because that Yankee team was still in the midst of their dynasty. This feels a little bit different if, if I'm looking at the matchup. Yeah, the one thing that I remember about 99 is I'm not a really big uh, revenge or we're going to avenge this last defeat. You know, they, they won. They get the banner. They get the rings. But I do know because of what happened in 96, there was this feeling of undermanned, no doubt about it. But wouldn't it be great to beat them? And the other crazy thing is, so Casas was in town, obviously doing the TBS stuff. And, and I had a chance to ask him, do you remember when the Braves won the World Series? What did he say? Do you remember the line? Yeah, the team of the 90s has their championship. Yeah, well, guess what happened? The Yankees then in 96 came into existence, and they became the team of the 90s. It was sort of that, no, 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 the half-decade team of the 90s has their championship. And then the Yankees, because of 96, sort of become, no doubt about it, the team of the 90s. But five World Series in a, in a decade is, is an incredible amount. The problem is the one in four. I just remember in 99 thinking, wow, it's sort of like the Dodgers. I'm not telling you I'm going to beat them, but wouldn't it be nice to beat them? 
and the Dodgers, boom, check the box. You know, Walt Weiss said to me the other day, the Dodgers have been a pain in his ass. Don't forget about in the World <laughs> Series. The Kirk Gibson thing, he's yeah, on the field for that. That's right. So, he, he, you know, there is something special about beating the writer guy. And the, and the Yankees were the writer guy in 99. Houston, I think, because this – think about this. You know, TBS and, the, and the, you know, America's team and all that stuff that happened with the Braves, there's a really different rallying cry. Don't let Houston win because we don't want them to win. They cheat. The Braves sort of have that sentiment on their side nationally now again. I would agree. You know, they're, they're easy to pull for. Yeah. Here are the ties that bind way back from the 90s, Chris. The Braves, whether it mean it doesn't mean anything, but the Braves have lost eight straight World Series games going back to that 96 series where they dropped four in a row to the Yankees after taking a 2 nothing lead and then the sweep in 99. And it's weird that and you mentioned Walt Weiss. He's a part of that 99 series yep. where he makes the great play against yep. the Astros in that NLDS. Yep. That sends them to the to the Mets series. So here they are now, twenty two years later. Let's let's recap for one more second um, the Dodger thing before looking to the Astros. Saturday night was one of those great nights where, like, watching it without emotion, looking back at it, is pretty startling. Considering Rosario, who had been the story of the whole series, mm-hmm. hits the three run homer. Matzik, who had been the pitching story of the whole series, gets you out of the impossible jam. Like those are two things. If this team wins the World Championship, that you look back on the way I just did with Walt Weiss, for instance, twenty two years ago, or one of these great moments. Those two things are just—they seem so mind boggling. I think that I just put something up, and again, this is not to grab three extra followers, but at Chris Domino on Twitter, uh, my favorite visual and audio from this season was Matzik coming off the mound because there are Digme guys in this team. There are bat flip guys. There are pearl-wearing guys. Tyler Matzik is not a Digme guy. But I'm telling you, in the building, Matt, and I saw this with my own eyes, when he gets the strikeout to end the inning, he fist pumps, but then the crowd erupts, and he does a spin, and he fist pumps <laughs> again. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy just – it's like music. I have to dance. I'm not a dancer, but something's happening to me. I have to dance. When you watch that clip, and that's what I put up on Twitter, that clip, you know, the Rosario home run, and there are other things over the course of the season, Jock Peterson, low fives to, to Ron Washington, high fives to Eric Young going around first. But I just thought to, to watch a guy get out of his norm, to watch a guy get out of his own skin, to do what Matzik did, not only was it the biggest inning that the Braves have had this year, and it was, but to watch him do it and to know his story about being out of baseball – that was a crowd-driven thing. That was a guy with emotion, but I'm telling you, that was crowd-driven that he just said, you know what, I am going to go there. It's like he, he, he wasn't himself for a second, and that's when you know something special might be happening with a baseball team. I would agree, and, and, and you know what the other one is? The crowd going nuts seeing him come out, Matzik, to begin the eighth yeah. inning when there was a chance he could have been pinch hit for if the Braves get to his spot right there. Um, so, yeah, that that is just... I mean, it's it's stuff of, of legend How when about we look pinch back. Hit? You know, Ian Anderson for two games in a row, they had to pull him out after three the last time because he didn't have two of his pitches. And you can't play the Dodgers with one pitch. That's standing in the middle of the ring with an arm tied behind your back against a guy who wants to literally punch you in the face and he's capable of doing it. They had to take him out of that game. He didn't have an arsenal. You can't pitch against the Dodgers. This was the one where you go, wow, we're going to shoot our shot here, and the pinch hitter comes up with the play. You know, again, with Darno not scoring, everybody gets nervous. Two outs, man on third. Oh, God. Well, here's Eddie. What are you going to do with the hottest guy in the Braves lineup? Well, you're not going to walk him because Freddie's coming up next. And and that was also the gamesmanship of having Eddie lead off that game was really interesting that it worked out as well as it did. Having Eddie not lead off in a game and having it work out as well as it did 
Those are the two things that I look at as well. When you have lineup construction, you pushed a couple of buttons in the series that absolutely were better than the buttons the Dodgers pushed. No, I would agree. Yeah, it's well said. All right, so let's look ahead now. The Braves have a couple of days as they lead in when we record this here Mm -hmm. on Monday into World Series Game 1. We do know the pitching matchup. Framber Valdez for the Astros, Charlie Morton for the Braves. And, Chris, let me say this about Morton. Mm -hmm. Charlie's been fine through this postseason. He had a good start against the Brewers in the first one before it finally got away at the end of his start. He came back on short rest and did a you know an admirable job. And then against the the Dodgers, he had the slow start and, and, you know, toughed his way through five. But if you're going to win this series against an elite Astros offense, as good as the Dodger offense is, I think the Astros is better. Charlie getting the game one start, I think is a big deal because in that atmosphere, he's pitched yeah. in it before. Yep. It's not going to be his first time on the mound in a World Series. Like, I need Charlie to be great. Now, maybe that's the obvious statement. Like, I need great Charlie Morton if the Braves are going to win this series to slow down. He might not shut down, but to slow down that Astro offense. Uh, yeah, this is it. This is what you brought him here for. And it's all been leading up to, okay, and again, not because he's Yoda, uh, not because, you know, you brought him here to be old man Charlie to tell everybody, let me tell you kids what it's like to be in a World Series. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't talk about that. If somebody wants to talk to him on the staff, that's fine. But this is it. This is the game. Uh, And if there's a four and there's a seven, those are the games that you brought Charlie Morton in for. And I agree with you. He's got to be a tick better. This is not the Brewers. The Dodgers were not the Brewers. Uh, The Astros are not the Brewers. There aren't as many holes. They have a couple of guys in this team. Look, Michael Brantley, I think, is a known, but he's not a star. Michael Brantley's not a star. What he is is he's a humper. That guy just goes out. You want professional at-bats. But Tucker's the other guy for them. You know, Kyle Tucker is the guy who quietly had the best season that nobody's talking about for a guy in the postseason. And there, were, there aren't holes. And, and what you do in the American League Park with the DH compared to what they have to do with no DH and Dusty pushing buttons, I think there's going to come a moment, Matt, where we realize how ridiculous it is that the game is played this way in one park and this way in another in a World Series for a championship. Somebody's going to end up being the guy who pushed right or buttons. The Braves won that battle against the Dodgers. Now it's Dusty and Snit, and we're going to find out whether it's analytics and who's telling you what to do pregame and what you're doing with you know, eyeballs and heartbeats. Uh, somebody's going to end up winning that battle because of the differences in the way the game is going to be played over the course of American League Park, National League Park. I think that's an interesting point. Let's let's go there because I always think the National League team playing in the American League Park gains a huge advantage just simply because the manager doesn't have to do anything, doesn't have to worry about pinch hitting, doesn't have to worry about my pitchers coming up third in the next inning. So if that means the Braves want to ride an extra inning of Morton or if they want to stay in a two-inning appearance for one of the bullpen guys without worrying about the spot in the order coming up, it's big. But it also means you'll lengthen the Braves lineup. So, Chris, all four of the Braves outfielders that Anthopolis brought in at the trade deadline will be in this lineup. So let's talk about the construction of it because I think that's interesting. The Braves have a couple of options, right? They can leave Rosario in the leadoff spot. Or if, let's say, because, you know, um, Valdez is pitching game one, if they want to go righty at the top, put Soler back there, move mm-hmm. Eddie into a, a middle of the order um, part of this, like, they can really mix and match getting all four of those guys in this lineup and not worry about the bench at all because the Braves bench doesn't offer much, but it shouldn't come into play in this series. So I, I agree with you. The leadoff spot is going to be the most interesting thing that we're all going to wait for the lineup for tomorrow night. And uh, I don't know how many times, I'm assuming it's happened, how many times a DH has led off in a World Series game for a team, but that could actually happen in this. And and because of lineup construction being different over the last 5, 10, certainly 20 and 30 years, that's viable. I want a big bat up top. Uh, but to use your DH in the one hole and, and to have Soler be it for the two games there and just write it in, I'm not so sure it is that simple. I think it is, but where he hits becomes the next part of the story about, oh, yeah, another acquisition. 
and and look, it was really interesting. You sat him, and it was the infamous, I'm going to save him for when I want him, my one shot with Jorge Soler, big at bat. You know, this guy taking pitches is just something that nobody in Kansas City can believe now. But the decision-making, even before they say play ball, is going to be interesting. I'm sure it's interesting on the Houston side. It's going to be Alvarez for the DH, no doubt about it. Playing left field and moving Kyle Tucker around is going to be a big part for them. We don't know enough about them to know. As Braves fans see the lineup late tomorrow afternoon, uh, there is going to be commentary about where Eddie Rosario is hitting. I'm assuming Freeman's going back to two and Ozzie's going to hit third. I think they did that one game thing that was a little bit different. Uh, but the leadoff hitter in Soler and Eddie Rosario, where he's hitting, is going to be the thing that jumps out when everybody sees on social media the Braves lineup. I think that's another interesting one. And I, I don't want to get carried away in small sample sizes. Of all the guys, and I want to talk to you about the Braves bats in a minute that, that need to pick it up a little bit. Ozzy was okay numbers-wise, but boy, there were some bats in yes. there that just I thought Ozzy yeah. kind of gave away and was just, you know, anyway. I wonder if, if Ozzy might be one of the guys. Because if you wanted to, you could go Solaire. Rosario, Freddie, you do have back-to-back mm-hmm. lefties in that, but I wonder if they push Ozzy down a little bit in the order just to try to get Rosario at the top with Soler. Because what is it we said? Why are lineups constructed the way they are? Well, if we're going to get a few runs, there's a chance the guys at the top get a fifth that bad. And, you know, it was moving the line, and I heard all these cliches every year, every two years. It was a little bit different way to say the same thing. Really, all they've ever talked about, uh, without saying it, is how can I get my three best hitters five ABs as opposed to everybody else? Who deserves five ABs? Who do I want with a bat in their hand five times if we score four runs? Certainly five runs. Uh, that's going to get you a fifth at bat. And, and it is interesting that you say, how can I get my hottest bats up? Well, that means that you're going to do something with Ozzy that you really haven't done. While you've moved him around all year, we realize he's not a leadoff hitter. That's not what he does best. Let's just, you know, two, three, we're going to have that every night and we'll build a lineup around it. Maybe it's not as simple as that going forward for the next couple of days. That's the intriguing part of this and mixing and matching it. Um, so the three Ds, Dansby, Duvall, and Darno. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I just as likely as they do turn it around in this series. But, boy, those spots have been yeah. a lot more missed than they have been hit. And the Braves, again, against the – this series, Chris, just feels like you're going to play a lot more six to five rather than three to two. And you've got to get something at the bottom. And I'm not, you know, I'm being pretty obvious there, but those three at the bottom have got to be able to turn it back over to the top and give you some kind of input here. I'm not telling you at this point there are a ton of easy outs, but you can't be the team that has the easier outs. When you go into that meeting, if there was a fly in the wall or a camera in the room, when the pitchers start to talk about who it is that can't beat you, you want it to be a little bit longer meeting instead of a little bit shorter. And I agree with you, you know, seven, eight, Nine when you have a DH, seven, eight, nine when you have a pitcher. If it's a, if it's a, we got, if we can get to that, if we can get to that, if we have a great matchup, because we know that we don't need our best guy against the bottom of a lineup. We just need the guy at the bottom of the lineup. That is a different thing. You're not as long. You're not as dangerous. Uh, I think the Darno thing, Matt, with, I don't know who plans on stealing bases, but it's going to be interesting to see if that comes into play. Look, he's got a bad thumb. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Something's wrong with his hand, and I don't know what that means offensively. But, but I do know this, whether it's not holding guys on, whether it's he can't, you know, he doesn't have the pop now, he can't get up as quickly as he used to. There's going to be a moment where somebody on that team, if not moments, is going to take 90 feet on him and a pitcher. And and I think while the offense is certainly the thing that's glaring, I'm a little bit nervous about if you're going to play six, five games, how often are there going to be free 90 feet to get down to second base? I, I am nervous about that as much as anything else. Well, I don't blame you, right? I mean, you're, you're, now you're putting your pressure, you're putting your pitcher in those pressure situations and those stressful pitches. Yep. Whereas the 
Astros don't get anything from their catcher offensively, but defensively, I mean, I don't know how well he throws. I don't watch him enough, but I, I saw that stat all throughout the postseason. That I mean, everybody was running and nobody was getting thrown out. I think there was one. Uh, I think there was one guy thrown out in the uh, first two rounds of the, the baseball postseason, and I think it was here in the one throw that Will Smith had. So, um, I think that's a huge deal. Besides Max Freed, the Braves don't hold runners very well. And as much as and you're right about Darno's thumb, this is a lot too about the Braves. I mean, you got you have slow deliveries to the plate, and I would keep running. I, I, I'm running on everybody. I, like I feel like this is little league rules. I'm going to make you throw me out every time. I, I think, you know, the play, we, we say all the time, oh, it's the home run, it's the Rosario home run, it's the Jordan Alvarez double. There was a play in game six, and the Astros had a two-run lead. I just remember runners on the corner, Baldu, uh, Verdugo actually takes off, and the pitch was, give it to me high. And it wasn't a pitch out. But Maldonado, I remember reading about it afterwards, he called for that pitch because he thought this is he's going. He guns him out at second, and all of a yeah. sudden you look and you go, whoa, momentum gone with one throw in a game six. I don't think we have that capability. Now, look, he doesn't hit. He's He's been a two twenty hitter in the postseason so far this year. But if you don't think Dusty Baker doesn't think that that guy calling a game, especially with, I don't want to call him Schlepp Rock 1 and 2, but they're, they're throwing pitchers right now in terms of starters that they never thought they would have to rely on. Martin Maldonado can hit 220, and nobody gives six rips. That throw alone, what is it, the expression? That guy was worth the wait for the entire postseason to take Boston out of a situation where they thought they were going to have a big inning. It was was a double play. Uh, It it was a swing and miss, high fastball, strikeout, throw him out. And that doesn't happen in baseball very often. That was the game changer in me in game six before they opened it up. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance you could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you they did just that and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined you can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group I want you to go to their website it's Rhodes-Group.com it's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rose Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to roads-group.com. Have them shop your rates. They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rose Group. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So let me ask you about the pitching, though, because you bring it up. And this is not a poke at Houston. Milwaukee's starting pitching was elite. The Dodgers on paper before Dave Roberts single-handedly destroyed it. It was elite as well. This Houston Astro staff, the Braves have an advantage here, and I know what Valdez did in his last start, but they also have a lot of, you know, those one and two-thirds, two and two-thirds. The Braves have the starting pitching advantage in this series. The Astros, if there's a question without Lance McCullers, it is their starters one through three or one through four. Yeah, so here's the number. Valdez Garcia... Uh, Granky and I apologize. I don't remember. You're Queedy, I believe. Yeah. So he right. None of them went. Uh, I don't think anybody completed three innings. That's why the Valdez start when he went eight. He actually had more starting pitching innings that night than they had in the four games before that. And then Garcia comes out and he was filthy. And that was five and two thirds. And five and two thirds, we built statues for guys. We don't. It's like, we yeah, don't it's like an eight start. Right. We don't applaud them. We actually say how great they are and tell your grandchildren about the the game that Garcia had. Uh, Valdez was the best start, I think, in the postseason so far this year. And it was important. It was significant. But it was also, like, phenomenally good. We do have an – Granky isn't Granky anymore. Doesn't no. mean he, he doesn't mean he can't will his way, find his way, smart his way to something. But this is not what they had. And, look, I'm not throwing Verlander into the mix because he's been gone all year. But this was not what they were supposed to have. Once McCullers goes down, it really becomes a depleted staff. Can you take advantage of that? I just did an interview with somebody, and I'm going to tell you, and, and, and I'm not name-dropping – Al Leiter's going to join us tomorrow to talk about pitching in the postseason in the World Series. But if you really think about it, never before have we said this series is about the bullpen. We can talk about starting pitching. There's never been a time in baseball where you're going to live, die, celebrate, go home angry, pop champagne, not, than, than the bullpens. And and there are going to be names. You don't know the guys coming out of Houston's <laughs> bullpen. I don't know the guys coming out of Houston's bullpen. I do know that, no doubt about it, they saved their asses multiple times so far in the postseason. Chris, I feel like that's the way around baseball. We just don't know bullpen guys, yep. but unless you watch your team, and that's, I think there's the point, right? The bullpens look even enough on paper. I like the fact that the Braves are this red hot with Minter and, and Matzik, and I'll give Will Smith his credit. He's been drama-free throughout the postseason. So, of course, I'm going to skip over the good to get to the concern. <laughs> How does Snit handle Luke? Um, because I think you've got to pick your spot, your spot carefully, but we have to be honest. They can't just ignore Luke and say, well, he's, he's not you know, in the circle of trust anymore. They're going to need a right-handed, late-inning guy, and there's no other option. So I, I had a conversation with Alex Anthopoulos, and we talked about the circle of trust. He was the guy that started this. He was the guy that told us about the circle of trust, and, and it's a really easy thing to, to understand what he's talking about. You're in, you're out. Richard Rodriguez, you're out. A.J. Minter, you're back in because what you did against Milwaukee. We now trust you again. I will say this about Luke Jackson on the field, and while he did not dismiss it as just a Dodger thing, never has a guy been more happy to not see Dodger blue in front of him because he said it. I I gave away one game. I tried to give away another game. The other thing that I think is good news, I I was watching on a monitor down on field level, his reaction in the dugout. Now can I he looked, gi- he looked beaten. No, can I give you the good news if there is? Now I don't it could be a guy talking, a guy figuring out what he wanted to say post game. He did say, this wasn't about me as much as it was about I just blew the plan. I knew what the plan was. Now I'm going to make somebody have to get extra outs. I think the feeling, what he was trying to get across is, I wasn't distraught. I'm not telling you that I'm done. I'm not baked. I'm not mind-blanked. 
I just knew that what I wasn't able to do put us in a bad spot. I don't know if you believe it. I don't know if because it's not the Dodgers, he's 0-0 just like everybody else. I have to believe it because there's going to be a moment where Luke Jackson's going to have the baseball in a really important moment in this series. Well, I think relievers are like corners in football, and it is cliched, but you cannot take that last appearance with you. Yeah. You better trust what has been a great slider all year, which is which is his best pitch, but 96-97. Chris, you watch Mentor and Matzik right now. Every pitch they throw, they're snapping it, and oh. they just know. I can't have Luke doubting himself nope. because you're about to go into a series against a team that has no holes offensively. And I, I agree. I don't know if he's mind effed. I don't think he is. I think he was disappointed to let his team down. But I need him going in there thinking my stuff still works and, and everything I have here is going to get the job done or else if it doesn't work in his first appearance, like I said, Chris Martin, Jesse Chavez, like there are not other options here no. from the right-handed side. No, and, and by the way, you know, talk about who their lefties are. Alvarez, Brantley, Tucker, you, you, you've got to – you, you better figure it out quick. And there's going to be matchups where you're going to try to keep guys away from certain guys, no doubt about it. The other thing about Luke Jackson, I, I don't know, Matt, if this is a real thing, but if you're warming him up, do you have to have, and this is where you can sort of screw with the guys. I know up, what you're going to say. Yep. You have to have somebody warming up next to him. Do you I, literally, Chris, if he's I, warming up, have to have somebody warming up next to him and you go, hey, man, we're going to trust you, but I don't trust you that much that I'm not going to have a guy warming up right behind you. I think, that, and this is the weird thing, I think in the postseason you have to have that in a lot of cases. I'm not saying all the time. But, like, the one thing I'll say about Snit, I did not like them using Luke over Matzik. I don't think it made much sense in the seventh. But if you were going to use Luke, you do it before Tyler for that exact reason that you trust Tyler to get him out of it. And, by the way, that guy will go two innings. You know, Matzik will will hump to two innings. I I don't know if it's his life story. Uh, Again, I think online at 6A2TheFan.com you can hear the whole conversation with Anthopolis. But the thing that happens, Matt, think about this. Kiki Hernandez was the best player in the world, right? Yep. For, for a, a little bit amount of time, but a long enough amount of time where I could say he was the best player on the planet. Then what happened after that? He wasn't. Do you know what's really strange? We just say, well, that's what happens with hitters. You get hot, you get cold. We have no consideration for relief guys that way. Oh, he's just in a bad little way. I don't have time for you to a bad little way. I, I'm, I'm dealing with outcomes here. Hitters have eight other guys and many more moments to have – their problems made up for it doesn't have, we don't think about pitchers being in slumps because we can't get our mind around the idea that slumps of course pitchers have slumps of course guys can't feel pitches for a little bit they're a little bit fatigued or they just don't have it mentally and physically we don't give them the slack that we give hitters it's not even close because we're dealing in that you know i guess a hold is a real thing as opposed to the save like tyler matson could have been the mvp that Easily. guy doesn't have a save. he's yep. got holds and he could have been the mvp of the series we don't cut slack to guys who are not going well for two and three game stretches out of the bullpen. So let's finish up with whether it's the storyline or two that you're watching, and then we'll get a prediction out of you. Uh, I think how you push buttons with pinch hitters in the National League Park, what you do here with a lineup in the American League Park, and at the end of the day, who's bu- Ryan Presley might be the best bullpen arm. Will Smith is a storyline to me because, again, we had him very – the storyline for me is bullpens. Yeah. It's, it's who's better out of the bullpen in the moments that you need a guy to be better. I, I think this series is going to be won and lost out of the bullpen. Uh, a starter will rise up. A starter will keep you in a game. But we don't even say that starters win you games anymore. They just pitch well enough to keep you in a game to find out if you can win a game. So, to me, it's the bullpens. I, I will piggyback off that, and I have no problem, but I'm gonna, I am going to go Charlie and Max. I think the Braves' offense is good enough. The Astro offense, like I said, Chris, it's elite. I need to neutralize that. Mm-hmm. I I need a start or two, and I'll set the number at two, where Max or Charlie are pitching in the seventh inning. Like, I can't keep doing the thing where 
Ian, it's the fourth, me, and I me, like what Snit did. I can't keep doing that for me, five innings a night. Let me ask you, and I was wrong about this because I thought the uh, – God, it's, it's kind of confusing now. I thought the uh, Bueller game, not the short rest game. The, the game six? Where it was no, – no, the no, game, no. The, the game, the, So he went in game, t- uh, game three. Three. It was him and Morton. And I said, there's a chance at 4-4-5-5 four, four, five, five, you have to keep pitching these guys. I was wrong. Um, and I, I I agree with what you're saying, seventh inning, but are you saying in a 4-4 game, I, um, I'm going to keep them in? Because that's the idea of how long will you let. Right. I think, I think no, I'm not saying guys, that. I, I'm saying I need what, what they got out of Valdez in that final start, oh, the eighth inning. I need a start somewhere in here okay. from, like, Charlie Morton is not brought here just to be okay, and I'm glad he recovered after the bad first inning against the Dodgers. I need Charlie to dazzle for a start. Where the where the Astros are shaking their head because they just can't do anything. Or Max gives me six and a third, and I can you know mix and match with Matzik and then and Smith if I want to. I just can't keep doing the thing where it's four and a third, and I've got to get fifteen outs or something. I just don't think that's against that lineup. I don't think that's the recipe. It's bad math to have everybody come out of your bullpen and play the script. It just it, it's hard to do, especially against good offenses. My only point is if Charlie Morton is in that not a two run inning, it's. It's one in the first, two sure. in the second, one in the fifth. Yeah, that's tricky. Do you, yeah, exactly. No doubt. And and look, the good news is in their park, it's not about pinch hitting for them. It it will be. You have a little bit more leeway instead of trying to create C. E. and Anderson. But it's about I feel. Get him out. You, yeah. No doubt. And it yeah. might be a four run thing. Might be the idea that well, him at four runs, I still we're still in the game. I need him to go an extra inning or two, and that's that's not what's happening in baseball these days. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screens, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week, or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. No, that's not. 
I'd love to flip that script because I thought coming in, you know, we talked about this down the stretch. Like there was a point in August I said the, the winning the division is the finish line for the Braves. I didn't think that they had enough, but then you saw Charlie and Max get on that roll. And we've seen this, and I always like the Smoltz on this. Smoltz is give me two hot pitchers, give me two hot bullpen guys, and give me a couple of hot hitters. Well, the Braves had the hot pitchers, and, and weirdly enough, that hasn't been the storyline through the first two rounds, and I, I need it to be at some point to win a world championship. I love the idea, not because the crowd wins you a game, but I love the idea that let's just say it's at least five. Friday, Saturday, Sunday's here. I think it's going to be electric. I Again, whether it's feed off, the Braves have been certainly better at home in the postseason than they were during the regular season. It's not even close. Uh, when there's a zero in the loss column at home, that's a good sign. I, I contend that the Braves I, – I like the Braves in the series because of Houston's inability to find three, let alone four starters. I think they're going to be squeezed to play – a little bit more of an all-hands-on-deck than maybe Atlanta at this point, and I, I think that works to the advantage of the Braves. I like the Braves in the series emotionally, obviously. I like the Braves in six uh, because I do think there's going to be two bombs, like two, two not-so-good moments from their starters. I'll take Valdez out of it, but I think after him, there's, there's a potential for two not-good starts, and I, and I believe that could set you up to win the World Series. I will, uh, I'll take the Braves in seven. You know, some of it's the homer picking me, but I think it's a toss-up series. I really do. The Bra- if you're looking at the Braves as the 80, 88 win team coming in, you're doing it wrong. They're forty-three and twenty-one in their last sixty-four. That's six seventy-one baseball with this version of the team. Maybe they're not to that level because that would equate to hundred and nine wins. They're not that, mm-hmm. but it's a toss-up series. I don't know. Maybe there's a little magic in this that in some odd year that we weren't expecting it after they looked broken in the midway point that they just get it done. Yeah, and, and a guy like whether, it, you know, I don't know if he, he can't keep this up, Eddie Rosario, but there's an Adam Duvall swing right. somewhere in there. A there's Dansby a Dansby double. Yeah, right. they, and again, we're definitely emotionally attached to this whole thing. Sure. But I've seen enough to know that it's there. I'm not asking for something that I haven't seen to happen. Uh, I like the idea that, the you know, again, you played a tough team in the Dodgers. If there's such a thing as a preliminary to get ready for the main event, you absolutely played that series against the Dodgers. And getting that hump off your back is a big thing. But it's forgotten now because you're playing the Astros. But I do like the idea that they beat the, they beat the right team, right, to get to this point because I, I can't believe your confidence is any higher after hearing, reading, and, and knowing that this city believed at 3-2, uh-oh, uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you something, Matt. I don't know if you heard us talking the other day. The vibe in and around the battery on Saturday. I was here like six hours early. I did some work. I went over to the building to watch BP and do all that stuff. Then they started to let people in two and a half hours early, and it started to fill up. Then I went to the battery to get back to the office. The energy was not that, oh, God, nervous energy. I right. swear to you it was palpable that it was like real energy, that we have a chance to do this tonight and – Certainly when they said play ball and you get up in that game, it felt that way too. But pregame, all that crap that happened on social media after loss, after you lost five, maybe people didn't want to bring it with them here. And I don't know how it felt with you watching or whoever you were with, but there wasn't that safe is going to fall out of the window thing. It really was an energy that felt good. I yeah. think game six was that. I think, God forbid, game oh, seven yeah. would have happened. It would have been trepidation all day. Yeah, I, somebody asked me, how, how do you feel as if that matters? I, I love that question. Right, how do you feel? I said, <laughs> I, I said I'm going to be honest with you. 
I feel good, not great. Because if I told you I feel great, I'd be lying. Right. I really, I'm trying to live my life now not lying. So I said, I feel good. Again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I had that one. My, that was my favorite over days. How do you feel? And it was like going into game four in the bullpen game, I was like, I don't feel good. Then yeah. going into game five with Max, I felt great. I'm like, I don't know if my feeling has any bearing on yeah, any of this. I, I just couldn't get myself to say I feel great. <laughs> I, I feel good. I feel this team is not going to roll over and die like a dog. Uh, if something happens where it's a fluky ground rule double, something we've never seen at Truist Park, how the hell did that happen? I didn't feel that was going to happen. And it's been a long time since I kind of walked into an Atlanta sporting event where I didn't feel like something like that was going to happen. I, I thought the game was going to be played square. And and by the way, the dance we play at the end, oh, I, I, because it's getting it was, lost. It, it's, and it's such euphoria of the moment. What a play. Because... We say that we it's it's not Walt Weiss because the situation felt a little. No, but different. that ball was scolded. That ball was blitzed. He, yeah. I, I think he caught it kind of behind him. Like I think the ball was cl- closer to behind him than but, it was. But in to front set of himself him. and make a perfect Tremendous. throw to keep Tremendous. the tying run off base. And, and I like that the Braves won the moments, the Rosario three run homer, and then the Matzik play or the, the the inning in the seventh. No doubt, like that sigh of relief slash exhilaration when he got out of that is like. How about the pinch hitting moment? Like, you win a moment where you go, not only am I taking a guy out, but I didn't score when my pinch hitter hit a double. Right. Oh, God. What a waste of a bullet. Boom. And and Dave Roberts said it. We couldn't figure out any Rosario out, which well, is the by, greatest thing Go back and watch the, the Rosario at bat. That's a great yeah, – he fouled off like four yep. pitches. That was just – it was a great A.B. Yeah. So, hopefully the magic and the fun continues. Chris Domino will be giving you guys a daily podcast throughout the uh, – the World Series as well. Are we going to have a cocktail at some point in Houston? Is that really going to happen? So that's going to happen, and I'm, I'm understanding, and I don't know if this has been discussed, but some sort of a post game each night, kind of a live thing, maybe a video oh. thing. So we, we, we've got to do that. No, it's been... Listen, it's been. here's what... Please, keep your pants on. Don't get so drunk. I know it's the World Series. <laughs> My pants will you, be on. It's been yeah. a long time since we've all experienced this. I want you to have a fan part of you. Sure. But I don't think it means pants on your head as opposed to pants where they're supposed to but be. But I'm, I'm thinking short pants to me. You know? I'm looking at the weather. And again, we're recording this on Monday. That. It's I like 85, that. 90 degrees. The hell is that in October? Here's what I'm a little bit nervous about. And I, I've realized this now. Made men are not supposed to wear shorts. It's just sort of not what's supposed to happen. I almost feel like I'm supposed to have pants on as the elder statesman of this whole thing. No, you're not wrong, but I sweat rather easily. Yeah. You don't okay. sweat. No, I don't. I don't. I could sweat in an igloo, so. Okay. It's well, one then of those... you do you and I'll do me. If this is the biggest problem, these are first oh, world goodness. problems. Listen, yeah. at the end of the day, I hope more than anything else, whether it's this weekend here or if it has to go back to Houston, uh, the, the cocktail is the big one. It's the a bottle that has to be popped oh. as opposed to a can that has to be flicked. Do you want the ultimate redemption? Sure, and I don't really want to bring this up, but yeah, the last no, time, say it. the last time an Atlanta team was in Houston for a championship round, oh, you didn't do say that. Because <laughs> by the way, I'm assuming there's going to be a billboard. Or two. Oh, I know. So, so, am I allowed to? Am I allowed to use a bad word here? Do it. All right. Uh, there's going to be some asshole who's going to run <laughs> up on us in a bar and just going to go, hey. Yeah, I know. I know the story, brother. And by the way, your Houston team wasn't in it. You just, you just you hosted you it. You just fucking hosted it. It was your building. What do you want from me? What, you, what, the fuck, what the fuck did you win? You're getting on me about something. It would be like going to a friend's house and getting in a fight there and losing the fight. Yeah, I mean, you did nothing. You didn't beat me up. You just hosted the, 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 the housewarming party. Yeah, so. I mean, get over uh, it. That'll be the fun thing about listening to this pod because it'll stay up during the World Series so people can like see how much we're right and wrong and... <laughs> Figure that all out. Oh, Chris, yeah. thank you. God, there is that, isn't there? Good stuff. As the infamous, this didn't age well, did it? I, I hope it ages yeah, hope really it ages well. We need really something once in a while to age well Fine wine. Here. Like, fine wine. <sighs> you ain't kidding. All right. Chris Domino, thank you. All right, man. 
Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.